Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things that we can all do to live a better life. If times get tough, or even if they don't. Today is the April the 10th, 2013, and this is episode 1108 of the Survival Podcast. And we're going to talk about something today that, honestly, the guest had to sell me on. Um, it's saunas, and using saunas for health in a variety of ways, and how saunas can help in a grid-down scenario. In fact, you'll even hear about how a sauna did help in a grid-down scenario, the history of saunas, all different types of stuff like that. When I first got the, the guest request for him, the first thing I did was email this guy Dan. That's all we're going to call him today is Dan. He doesn't want us to give his last name out. Um, back and say, you got to sell me on the idea. Because I'll tell you honest to God what I thought. This is a guy that sells saunas for a living. This guy has no interest in selling you a sauna. And he wrote me back a four-page freaking thesis on the history of saunas, what saunas do, how saunas are advantageous to the prepper, uh, how it correlates with the survival podcast in our community. And I was kind of blown away. and went, wow, this is like something that was sitting in front of me the entire time that I didn't know anything about. Uh, so we'll have him on in just a moment. Before I bring Dan on, though, let's go ahead and take care of our sponsors. They do a lot to help take care of you. Sponsor of the day number one today is Survival Gear Bags. That's the awesome Kelly John Doe who runs Survival Gear Bags. Survival Gear Bags was actually born straight out of the Survival Podcast community. Kelly was in the fulfillment industry, so he put together some group buys for some folks on the forums and said, hey, I think I can do something more with this. So he put together Survival Gear Bags, and there you will find the best bags to put your gear in and the right gear to go in those bags. You'll find SOE Tactical Gear. You'll find a lot of really great stuff in addition to that. Uh, one of the things I am really uh pleased with that Kelly was able to find for me and now has in his store is the uh, Hazard 4 Messenger of Doom uh, messenger bag. Uh, I've been looking for something like that for a long time. I've even inquired with several different people about custom making something for me, and I don't know, bag manufacturers don't seem real hip on custom making stuff. Um, I wanted a bag that looked like a computer bag, something I could fully equip and, and, and kit out uh, with 9mm gear. And I wanted a folded Keltec Sub 2K along with a full-size laptop to go inside it. Uh, I didn't find anything that fit that description other than actually getting a, you know, briefcase that's designed for computers that wasn't tough and rugged and designed to be used that way and, and kind of modifying it myself until Kelly found this Hazard 4 bag for me. Uh, they have a lot of really great stuff at Survival Gear Bags. You should check them out today. They're at, as you might imagine, Survival Gear Bags. Uh, dot com. Next up today is uh, Safe Castle Royal, who I called the original survival podcast sponsor because they were the first ones. Uh, coming up at the end of this year, they will have been with us for five years. I don't know a podcast in existence today. I don't know a lot of podcasts that are five years old, honestly, but I don't know a lot of podcasts that are in existence today that have retained a sponsor for five years. That says there's something special about the relationship between Safe Castle and the Survival Podcast. Uh, they give away their $50 membership for free to all of our member support brigade members, and that's great. They have a great selections of products and services. They are one of the best providers out there of foods from companies like Mountain House that you will find. If you can think of it, they probably have it. They're good people. Uh, they have a tremendous track record of taking care of the audience. And get this, they also build some of the 
best hardened shelters you'll find anywhere in the world. And that doesn't just necessarily mean a bunker. Uh, we had a, a forecasted really bad system of storms coming through town uh, today, and what we got is a bunch of rain and cold air instead. But, you know, every time we start hearing the tornado word, I start thinking about when and where I can put something like that in. And I think for a lot of us that live in the southern United States, especially southwest, south-central U.S., southeast U.S., uh, in the Midwest as well, these are very relevant big concerns on the safety of your family and tornadoes do not give a damn about your uh, income level or your status in life. They just make things blow up around you and, you know, have a tendency to do things like kill people. So when I talk about hardened shelters, I always like to kind of throw that out there as one of the common sane everyday reasons that at least people that live in specific areas in certain states might want to consider one. Uh, Safe Castle could build you one hell of a hardened shelter. Check them out for that as well. Next up today, I want to remind you guys about uh, the TSP Gear Shop. You know, Kelly is our uh, sponsor of the day today with Survival Gear Bags. Well, he also runs the Gear Shop. Man, do we have some cool stuff in there. Get on into the Gear Shop and check out what we've got going on. Check out the, uh, we have a shirt that's kind of themed like a coffee theme, but with a big old Ann on the back, and it's just a kind of a fun, cool shirt that's actually something cool to wear from a fashion statement side. The coffee press mugs are awesome. Uh, the hidden compartments in the bottom of them, they're overbuilt. I mean, these things are built like a tank. Uh, we've got some cool patches, the Every Citizen of Sentinel patch. Everybody should have a couple of those. Uh, and, and it's a great way to spread the message about looking after your community, looking after your country, looking after your fellow man, and how preparing is not about being alone in a bunker, but about being part of the larger community and every citizen being willing to stand watch over the other citizen on their right and left flank. Check it out today. Uh, there's some really awesome stuff in there. Last but not least, do consider joining the Member Support Brigade. You do that, you get exclusive content only available to members and help support the show at 18.3 cents an episode. You'll get great discounts from Survival Gear Bags, from the TSP Gear Shop, and from Safe Castle Royal, all for free as a member of the MSB. Those three alone will pay for your membership for a year. Military, law enforcement, Peace Corps, active duty, and prior service. Please consider, don't consider, please email me before, not after you join. Uh, give me a little bit of description about your service, past uh, or prior, and uh, I will send you a discount code to thank you for your service. The way to do that, put service discount in the subject line. Email me at jackatthesurvivalpodcast.com, and I'll get back to you with that information. Now, military, law enforcement, Peace Corps, uh, and first responders like paramedics and firemen and, and EMTs, you guys are supposed to be procedural. The procedures to email me before, not after you join. <laughs> I, I know I busted on you guys with that yesterday, but man, it just it just happens, and you're like, man, I can't. You know, it's hard to fix this now. Anyway, with that wrapped up, let me introduce our special guest, uh, Dan. Dan travels a lot. We won't say why, but he does. And uh, he's actually sitting on the floor in a hotel room with his laptop and, uh, and, you know, was willing to do that to be part of this show and to come on and talk to us about saunas. And again, I was really, uh, not sold initially and became a, a believer, uh, through independent research and corroborating that against the, uh, the great information Dan sent me. And with that, hey, Dan, man, welcome to the Survival Podcast. Thank you so much. It is an absolute pleasure to uh, to be speaking with you. Thank you again. Cool, man. Hey, you approached me with doing a show on saunas, and I was like, this is not the home improvement show. 
Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't, I don't know that I, that I, that I, you know, that this would gonna would fit in with uh, the survival podcast very well. Uh, Isanas to me have always been just like a, a luxury thing, but you came back with a ton of information that I had no idea about. Uh, so I want to kind of start out with just is what is Asana? Kind of what's its history? What's the culture behind it? Uh, what, what's it really all about? Absolutely. And I will tell you that I get that same reaction from every single person that, uh, that we invite to come to our sauna. Um, I, I'm, I'm pronouncing it the way, uh, Americans would say it. It's, uh, we all know it as a sauna. Um, I was introduced to sauna by a, an army friend who married a woman from Finland. And she, at some point, uh, I think about five years into their marriage, she said she needed a sauna or she was going home. And uh, I think she was only half kidding, but uh, he called me up and said, I, I need some help. Um, we did a bunch of research. Um, it involved some uh, sort of the rental of some tools and um, uh, a significant amount of beer and um, some some bruised thumbs. But we put together an incredible sauna at their place, a beautiful log cabin that kind of mimics um, what the uh, the old forests in Finland look like. And we got, um, you know, we just fell in love with sauna. And it, uh, we visited them uh, in Finland on one of their yearly trips. Uh, we went to nine different saunas in 10 days. Uh, everyone was very proud of, of how theirs was constructed or what it was made of or the, you know, the background or their family philosophy on sauna. And we came home and we took a, you know, a dilapidated chicken coop and sort of, we were going to, um, actually, we were going to turn that into uh, a song. We we're going to try to reclaim it, use some of the, uh, you know, the hand hewn timber in there and really incorporate the, the old structure into the, the new purpose. And, um, it, it just couldn't happen. So we raised it. Um, we, we, put up a, a, a sauna and it's been part of our family for, I think, uh, three years now. And it's just, it's, it's difficult to get people to grasp the fact that almost all cultures have had some sort of a, a, a sauna. Um, you've got the, the, you know, the Roman baths and the Greek baths. Um, you had uh, the, the Native American sweat lodge. You had smoke saunas. Uh, the Russians called a banya. There, you know, there is there is a an, a very ancient tradition of uh, you know some sort of of sauna, and um, I I, you know, I I just can't can't recommend it enough. And and once you do it properly, and not the way you know every gym in the, in the U.S. might have it. Once you understand and, and utilize the sauna properly. Uh, I, I've never had a, a buddy or a, you know a couple that, that we invite to come over um, not want to come back. And, and, and we uh, we invite people and, and usually they come early, so um, and it's not it's not a uh, you know we're not uh, I'll put this down delicately we're we're not swingers. Okay, this is not a sexual thing. You go into the sauna as a <laughs> okay. as a as a bathing. As a bathing and um, you know holistic healing sort of art, uh, this um, this uh, 
my, my army buddy's wife, her father, Tapio, had a saying. Um, I'm not even going to try to say it in Finnish, but uh, the, the translation is something like, if, uh, if vodka, tar, or the sauna won't help, then the illness is fatal. Um, and uh, I thought that was pretty funny. It's, um, but I mean, there's a lot of truth to it. You know, if you're, if you're feeling ill, um, the, the sauna is essentially a, um, an induced fever. Um, you know, you're, you're running the sauna at, um, you know, between 60 and 70 degrees C. So, um, roughly 160 degrees Fahrenheit. And, um, it, uh, it, you know, sort of forces the, the body to, um, you know, to do what you do in a, in a, in a fever, which is you, know, you heat the body up, you sweat, and, uh, you, you know, you, you quote unquote sweat it out. And, you know, we've cured, uh, all kinds of flus and bronchitis and all kinds of, uh, of different things. I mean, your average sore muscle, um, pulled this at. It's, uh, it's really an incredible experience. Experience that um, that I am am not fortunate to get to, to share with you and, and your audience. I think it's um, I think it's overlooked as a uh, as a, a prepper, uh, you know, or, or a survival option because most people don't know enough about it. So the the you know peoples of um, of the far north utilize the sauna to um, to you know to help stay warm. Uh, when they would move to a property, I, I'm told that uh, that Finns build, uh, and same with Norwegians and, uh, and the Swedes and uh, Russians, when you, when you buy a property, the first thing that you construct on the property is your sauna. And that's because it can be everything. You can sleep in it, uh, obviously bathe in it, you can cook in it, dry your clothes in it, you can warm up so you can continue to work in frigid temperature. It really does an awful lot of things. And then, you know, finally, there's the the, the midwifery aspect of it. it is. So in the movies, they're always talking about, uh, you know, running and get some, some clean towels and boil some water. And the, the sauna is set up immediately for that. You've got a, a nice, clean and sterile environment in which to give birth. So the, the, the sauna is, uh, has been integral in you know, many, many different cultures for thousands of years. So, um, I, uh, I'm not sure where you want to go from here, but I mean, no, I think it's all very interesting. I wanted to, uh, kind of ask you then because, okay, like when I first got your thing, let's just undo the cell saunas. And whenever, <laughs> I mean, it did, because I'm like, what, this is so out of left field for what we talk about every day, um, before you brought me around on a lot of this stuff. But when, when I think of a sauna, I think of a small closet-sized device that my wife wants me to spend several thousand dollars on uh, that I'll put in the corner of a room, plug into the wall, and it'll get used three times a year. Um, that does not sound like the type of thing that you're talking about. Um, could you kind of describe how these things are constructed when they're done, I guess, the traditional way that would be usable even during a grid-down scenario? Absolutely. Um, I am uh, I am 100% for the wood-fired stove sauna. Uh, but there are electric saunas, there are smoke saunas, there are infrared saunas. Um, I went the very traditional route uh, after you know visiting the Scandinavian region 
um, and, and talking talking with uh, with people that I know. And I bought um, you know very traditional woods uh, to to use in it. Um, I spent a lot of time and effort sort of researching you know what one might use, uh, how it would be set up, the best height uh, with the uh, the benches inside of it. Uh, we we really my wife and I spent a lot of time uh, you know tweaking what we had learned and experienced to make what we consider, you know, just uh, an absolute incredible home spa. Uh, we we built a, uh, you know, it's a separate from the, the house, I'd say a hundred square foot um, place. Well, we, we have a changing room that was large enough, uh, is large enough for my wife to set up her, her massage table. She's a massage therapist. So when she has clients come to the uh, to the house on occasion, um, they just sort of set up the table in, in the changing room. There's plenty of uh, of room for her to to move around the table. And then there is a uh, it's you know I wouldn't call it a closet, um, but there's uh, enough room for uh, three adults uh, on the top and three adults on the bottom bench. Um, so you know, three couples, and uh, and then right outside of that, we have a 14-foot uh, stone fireplace and a, and a patio and a grill, and um, you know we occasionally have something to drink, and uh, you know we we grill traditional foods or you know steak or sausages or you know vegetables, and and you know just sort of watch some caveman TV, look up at the stars, and then you just cycle through. The, the sauna and you can do that um, really in any temperature we've, we've sat outside in a bathrobe with no flip flops um, our feet were you know sort of close to the fire but you spend 10 minutes and it's 25 degrees Fahrenheit just staring at the staring at the stars and you are not cold at all you're steaming as a matter of fact and once you you know start that first initial well maybe I'm getting a little cold then you just stand up Walk into the change room, take the robe off, and get in the sauna. It's uh, it's really nice. Um, you know, some people are allergic to certain woods, which is why we spend a lot of time trying to figure out what would be the best, um, what would be the the best uh, material to use. Uh, cedar is not advisable, in my opinion. But if you are, um, you know, if you want to use cedar, you can. Uh, we chose a, an African wood. To make the benches and the, uh, the stools and the, um, uh, the floorboards, uh, it's, it's a raised floor with a, a, a very healthy pitched drain in the center of it. Um, but the the wood that we use for that is an, an African wood called obichi, and uh, we we chose it because um, splinters in your nether region is not a good idea while on some. So that's a very smooth. <laughs> Very, very smooth wood, um, not uh, not porous at all. Um, so it does a, a, a fantastic job of, of being the, the the stool and bench and headrest sort of thing. What else? Uh, and you know, as far as um, you know, using it three times a year, uh, you know, if <laughs> if people could... again, I'm talking about the dadgum things we see at the home improvement shows. And my wife's like, I want one of those, and it's it's the thing you plug in the wall. This sounds much cooler. It is way cooler, and um, <laughs> you know, it's it is uh, it's so nice. Um, 
it, it's really hard. You know, when I, when I, when I, when I got your response, I, I laughed out loud. Uh, I, I spent a little bit of time. I, I showed you, you know, or, or wrote to you what, why I thought this would be a good topic. And, uh, and then I thought to myself, you know, it's one of those things that sometimes an experience is, uh, you know, is better than a description. Um, but, uh, th- this same, the same couple, the, uh, my army buddy and his wife, they have a tent sauna, which they'll take with them when we go camping, car camping. Um, but, uh, we'll go to, um, you know, a, uh, a several day music festival or something and they'll bring this tent sauna, um, what do they have? Like a little little wood stove that goes in there? Yes. Or? Yeah, it's a it's, okay. it's an it's so cool. It's a little wood stove that puts together. It honestly doesn't look like it would hold fire uh, when you you know when you when you first set it up, but it does a phenomenal job. And it's um, you know again in in, in Finnish, the stove is called a kiwas, K I U A S, and uh, the kiwas um, heats this little. Uh, maybe four times the size of a telephone booth. So, so the tent sauna is very, very small. Um, but, you know, two, two people get in it. It's got, uh, you know, sort of a little bench. And um, you just pour the, the steam on it, and it's incredible. Well, that's another thing that, that I, I guess I should, should state. A lot of people don't like the sauna because their experience is the, you know, the Sahara Desert dry, um, you know, can barely stand it sort of heat. And that's mine from going to fitness clubs and stuff. You get done with the workout. Hey, dude, let's go in the sauna. And then you'd go in there and you go, what the hell is this? And I mean, part of my version to this uh, up till now and in, in, in talking to you about it and, and getting a different perspective has been I live in Texas. We call a sauna July. <laughs> um, you know, but it, I guess it's, it's, it's really not the same. And I mean, I think there's probably tons of health benefits that I just overlooked due to personal bias because when you talk about something that's, you, and I don't remember you gave the temperature being like 60 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's in the 140 degree or, or centigrade. So that's in like the 140 degree, uh, range, uh, Fahrenheit. You're certainly going to up your body temperature and, the fever is the body's natural response. My wife said one of the hardest things they would ever try to get through to new mothers was, if your child has a slight fever, do nothing. If they have an excessive fever, then it's a concern and you got to bring the fever down. But if they have a one degree over normal fever, one and a half degree, do nothing because this is your body trying to take care of the problem itself. It's the immune system. So I would imagine that there's probably a lot of at least anecdotal evidence of sauna being usable to help with healthcare, which is something I get a billion questions a day about. You know, what do we do if there's no, you know, hospitals available and things like that? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the the uh, the the ability for the body to heal itself is amazing. To uh, you know, to, to use the the sauna to to help that. Um, I think once you experience it properly, I, I think it's sort of a no brainer. Um, you can uh, elevate your body temperature. You can um, you know you can essentially you can cook whatever's living in your sinuses. Uh, or, or bronchial tubes just by breathing um, a mixture of water and essential oils, which you pour over the rocks in the sauna. 
um, you can sort of concoct your own, you know, mix. Hold on, let's go back to that because I, I didn't know that because it's always always thought it was just water for steam. So there's a mixture of water and oil. So do some people then bring in like essential oils when you're doing that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, okay, well that makes sense. So, um, uh, and and that was one of that was where I was going. Um, the you know the American experience of the sauna is uh, is hot, dry, and sucky. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the actual, uh, sauna is, um, you know, we have, uh, 18 to 25 gallons of, uh, you know, earth temperature well water in, uh, in buckets. Uh, the Kiowas has a water reservoir on it. So you've got, you know, essentially boiling water right there. You can mix the water, uh, you know, instead of it being, you know, 45 to 55 degrees, um, coming out of the ground, you can mix it to, you know, bath temperature. So you have a little, a uh, little reservoir or a little tub next to you with a ladle in it that is, you know, perfectly warm and nice. And then you, uh, you pour that water on yourself to get, kick start your body, um, so it knows it's supposed to start sweating. It will eventually, regardless, but you pour a little water on sure yourself <laughs> so, so that you, you know, so it knows, uh, oh yeah, we're, we're going to sauna. And then, you know, periodically you throw, a ladle onto the rocks. Um, uh, you can do plain water, like I said, so straight out of your little uh, your little tub, or you have a special you know little container where you mix. Um, you know, my wife's favorite is uh, a mixture of lavender oil, um, you know, eucalyptus, and uh, something called old boss. And that uh, so you have uh, a, a very beautiful flowery smell of lavender. You've got that um, that cleansing smell of the eucalyptus, and then the old boss is uh, um, very very herbal, earthy, smoky sort of smell. And that that concoction, you know, hits the steam, it vaporizes, rolls off of the steel ceiling, and you can, you know, after a little bit, you can actually feel the humidity roiling through the the sauna, uh, you know covering, you know, rolling over your body and, and you deep, deep breathe through your nose. And um, it's, uh, it's sort of like, I guess it would be orally, orally taking essential oils. Okay. Never thought of it yeah. that way, but yeah, that's... that's uh, it's probably even better than orally because it's more, it's almost, uh, it becomes part of the air. It's, it's uh, amateurized almost, I guess, that yes. it could become... A hugely bioavailable in a way that it probably you can't probably do it any other way because uh, you're getting it through your 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 you know you're gonna get some in your mouth with breathing you're gonna get some through the sinuses through your nose but you're also gonna get it through your skin and you're gonna get it at an elevated temperature so the pores are open so yeah you're you know you're gonna become Dorothy's favorite person because we're gonna end up with a sauna which she's <laughs> wanted for ten years. Um, we probably won't end up with the closet style one we plug into the wall, but we're probably going to end up with one. Um, I, I actually kind of had a question on like building them. Um, you kind of mentioned the wood use and all, but did you what? Do you get a specialized stove for this? Uh, you know, where do you where do you find the stuff, and what's the right stuff to use? I there are there are tons of resources on the web. Um, you know, obviously, I was lucky enough to to go and see how. They were constructed, um, you know, quote unquote, the old country. Um, and then, uh, and then I had just a, a really, I have a good friend who's a, a great carpenter 
and we we followed a, a book uh, on how to build a sauna. And I mean, essentially, it's a a, a super insulated um, a building or, or room. Um, we used uh, spray foam and then rock wool uh, to, uh, to to insulate it. And the rock wool um, is is ideal because of the uh, the, the extreme temperatures. Um, and um, it, you know, we, it was easy to find for me anyway. Uh, we you know you insulate the, all of the walls, the the ceiling. Uh, then you put in a vapor barrier, which uh, basically looks like an, uh, uh, you know, you sort of aluminum foil the, the room. Um, they have special products for that. And then you put um, uh, aspen wood is what we use, but it's uh, you know sort of slatted. Um, it looks a little like uh, German lap siding, um, not quite, but a, a little like that. Uh, it's a very a very blonde wood. Um, it gains a little bit of color the more you use your sauna, but um, it does a great job of, of sealing together as you as you put it, um, you know, as you, as you lay it together and, and have, you know, as you as you have your sauna, so the whole thing sort of just tightens up and becomes a good, a good solid unit with use. And uh, the, you know, I'll uh, I'll send you a, a couple of links of good places that I would recommend. I don't have any uh, affiliation with them whatsoever, but you know, I, I did some research. I found some, some several good books, and uh, through reading those and talking with my carpenter buddy and and uh, just um, you know figuring out what exactly we want. I you know we we decided we wanted to be we wanted to be able to lay down, and one of the things that we that we found in some of the other saunas was that the benches weren't wide enough. And so, you know, not having your shoulders hang off of one side and feel like you were going to roll into a, you know, <laughs> roll onto the, the kiosk, that would not, that would not be fun. So, you know, we wanted to make the benches wide enough so that, that we had to take that into account for the, uh, for the width of the entire room uh, so that your kneecaps weren't touching the stove um, yeah, <laughs> on the bottom, you know, on the bottom bench. But there's also, you know, a specific height. You don't want you don't want you know, really tall people uh, having to scrunch while they're on the top. Well, because you're supposed to be relaxing, so you shouldn't be you know, like, the, you know, holding yourself up or preventing yourself from rolling over or squishing your head down because you're supposed to be relaxed and open to the experience, not in discomfort. Um, which brings me to another question. What about on, on a safety aspects? Like, is there like a recommended amount of time that you should not exceed, you know, inside a sauna? Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt, you can cook your melon if you're not careful. <laughs> if, uh, you know, and, and I don't recommend, you know, boozing it up and, and going into the sauna. I, I enjoy, um, you know, I enjoy having a beer or two and, you know, occasionally, We'll have uh, we'll have shots, or you know, we'll, we will drink responsibly. Responsibly, but uh, the, you know the signs that they have in the gyms that say you know, uh, if, you know, if you have a heart condition or if you feel dizzy or uh, that sort of thing, you know, and don't drink. Those are you know those are those are for real. Uh, we so save think, save the adult beverage for after the sauna. Um, yes, uh, okay. I don't. <laughs> Um, I will call myself okay. an experienced sauna uh, enthusiast. Um, I drink. I don't drink in the sauna, but on your your rest breaks, we do we do three cycles. 
Well, that was okay. what we were taught was you go in three times, you know, and you start out with, uh, you know, three to five minutes and, uh, and then you come out and then you go back in for three to five minutes and you come out and you go back in three to five minutes. And you know, there really isn't any, how long do I rest between it? But the, but okay. the you know, but I usually now, you know, I stay in 15, 20 minutes each okay. time. And I guess it's like anything you learn your own individual tolerance of what works best for you over time. And it's easy to start light and go longer a little at a time. And it's probably stupid to go in and say, well, if he can do it for 15 minutes, I can do it for 15 minutes, especially if you've uh, had three scotches before you do it. Yeah, you absolutely want to ease into it. Um, uh, but uh, I think that the, that the, the, Going in three times, there's there's a, a purpose to it. The the ladies really like sauna because it is you know it's warm and the glow of the fire is you know there's there's just something about it. The smells, uh, you know, being being cleaner than you've ever been in your life. Uh, there's just something really natural about it and, and beautiful. It's it's just so odd coming uh, from my background to you know to to say that I. Feel like my wife and I are sort of the Greg and Dharma thing, um, but I am 100 uh, percent behind the, the sauna experience. And if you go in three times, you basically ha- have squeegeed your pores from the inside out. You you push uh, the the toxins that are in your body, or just you know the natural buildup of, of oils and, and skin cells and whatnot. You cleanse yourself uh, through your body's natural processes. Um, and then with the pores open, you use really natural soaps, the, uh, you know, sort of the atomization of the essential oils you talked about, you know, that whole process. And then, you know, you have these tubs of water, uh, either warmed or not. I, I, you know, use a little bit of both. I love dumping, you know, the damn near freezing water on top of my head when it's 160 degrees in there. And the, uh, the difference you know, it's uh, exhilarating to, to say the least. Um, I tell you a funny story. Uh, it had snowed. Um, we shoveled all of the snow. We have a hundred yard or so driveway, and uh, we had to had to shovel it. Um, and while I was shoveling, while well, both of us were shoveling, um, it was continuing to snow. By the time we were done, we had to turn around and shovel our way back. And we were exhausted, tired, freezing. Uh, we were smart enough to have uh, set the sauna up already, so we had a wonderful sauna. It was terrific, but we decided we'd go out and, and you know make some hot human snow angels. We thought that'd be pretty funny. And um, <laughs> when this Finnish friend came over, she said, uh, "We you know we showed her the snow angels, and she said, well, but what what is what is that one?' She, she's pointing at this very odd shape." <laughs> and that was my first attempt. And halfway into the face plant that was uh, then going to turn into the angel, I chickened out and went into fetal position and seared <laughs> seared my body shape in the fetal position uh, in, into the snow. So it wasn't a snow angel. It was a snow fetus. <laughs> <laughs> a giant snow fetus. Yes, it, it was. It was, uh, it was so embarrassing that she could pick that out. She goes, I know what that is. <laughs> I guess that's because your skin temperature's up so high, and you know it, it actually sears into the snow, like you're saying. It's yeah. it's, it's interesting. I mean, 
So do you think there's as much advantage to a sauna in a southern area like I live in as there is in a northern area? I mean, if we get snow here, uh, people start freaking out a whole lot. It doesn't happen often. We did get 11 inches like three years ago, but it was a big deal, and it, it hasn't happened again or since. Um, you know, is it, is it as valuable in a southern climate as a northern climate? Yeah, absolutely. Probably aren't going to have it as hot, and you know, you vary the temperature by, you know, if it's an electric sauna by the, the knob on the wall, or you know, what size logs you put in, or how many. Um, but absolutely, you can use, you know, you can use the sauna to, uh, you know, to make yourself uh, feel better and uh, and to get clean, uh, regardless of the temperature outside, because no matter what temperature is outside or what the humidity is, it's not going to be anything like inside the sun. Um, gotcha. So when you're dealing with the wood-fired stuff, how long does it take? So let's, cause, you know, you're going to sit there and have it running 365 days a year, going out and putting wood in it, whether you're using it or not. Obviously, there's times where it's not fired up, right? So when you guys decide, okay, we want to use the sauna today, how long does it take from where you start the fire to where you're in the sauna and happy? Uh, in, in 60 minutes, I can have the water filled, um, you know, uh, everything required, uh, you know, for for a good time, and the uh, uh, and the kiosk fired up. You know, it's it takes sixty minutes. I mean, it's a it's a process that we learn, and in what order to do certain things. You know, it's going to be different for everybody, but it doesn't you know it doesn't take that long. You know, if you don't have uh, a water source, you know, at your sauna, uh, you're going to spend a little more time burying water. Carrying it in, sure. But uh, you know, I. I do shoulder shrugs and curls and, uh, you know, I, I utilize the two and a half gallon buckets that we use to get a little bit of exercise just for the hell of it. So uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little strange, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, something to do as I'm carrying the water back and forth. But, uh, uh, and that happened when, uh, when our well pump went up. But, um, you know, generally we've got a, uh, we've got a source right there, and I'm just filling buckets and pouring them into the uh, the appropriate sized containers inside of the the sauna, so that everybody's got what they need. Um, we use uh, I, again, I can't, I, I won't be able to pronounce it right, so I won't. Um, but there are, uh, you know, everybody's got a butt towel. We've got a little, um, you know, little towel that you put down, so that's that's yours, and, and little racks, and they're different colors, so everybody has their their own. Uh, uh, thing on which to sit on the benches. Uh, everybody has their own um, ladle. Uh, there are different styles. You know, some people like a wood ladle for different reasons. We just use plastic ones. Um, there are different soaps that you can use. There are different uh, shampoos. We try to. Do, you know, we, we don't try. We we have made it a, a strict policy to only um, use biodegradable soaps because uh, our sauna is. Um, Drained into a, a, a drain field, an underground drain field. Um, let's see. I don't know. I, I uh, one of the things that's really interesting. Um, the uh, there's uh, tar schnapps. It goes very very well while uh, while, you know, while using salmon. So um, it's an interesting beverage. It tastes exactly like it sounds. Uh, it tastes like tar which for some people might not be tasty, but, you know, those are probably the same piece of people that say, there's no way you could get me into a sauna. Uh, once you try it, it 
it tastes really good and that's a fun part of the experience. You actually had an experience, right, where you guys dealt with blackout or something like that, and your claim that the sauna can help during a grid-down situation not just played out for you but for, for neighbors and friends as well, right? Yeah, um, I'd forgotten all about that. Uh, um, we we had a, uh, it was the, I don't know how you how you say it, the uh, the the storm that uh, hit the, the Virginia, Maryland, D.C. area, uh, high winds uh, out of nowhere, um, knocked out a whole bunch of, uh, of power to, you know, several hundred thousand people. Um, and the, you know, the neighbors were, um, they weren't unprepared, but they were ill-prepared. Uh, and one of the things that our sauna provided was a means by which for us to get to know our neighbors much better than we had in the past. You know, we're not unfriendly, but you know, we just we, everybody's busy. You know, it's uh, it's an unfortunate part of uh, of living today. You have a, a very busy schedule, and you know, you get home and you go inside, and there's more work to be done there. So this uh, this storm and the power outages associated with it got us to to know our neighbors. They um, they were able to use the hot water to um, help do laundry. Um, it, was, it was really interesting to have, uh, you know, a bunch of the, the neighbor uh, women and the kids all playing in the yard, working on uh, working on laundry, drying things the old-fashioned way, talking, getting to know each other. Um, and then, you know, those of uh, those of them that had didn't really understand what, you know, what the shed out back with the with the chimney on it was. Got uh, got a chance to come over and, and visit and check that out and understand what uh, what that was all about and actually give it a shot. So the um, the, the power outage was uh, you know was an interesting experience. It, it brought us all closer together and you know, kind of hit on some of the things that uh, that you teach. And I thought that would be a, a good example. So I, I appreciate you um, bringing that back up. I it's what sold me, because when I get a long email like you sent me back, I always read the end first, because people always save the most important part at the end. So when I read that, I'm like, okay, I'm done. We're gonna have we're gonna have Dan on and we're gonna talk about sonnets. And this really has been really cool. I mean, do you have any examples of people that have dealt with uh, any, any kind of chronic health condition that was improved by using sauna? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got uh, I've had several. Of um, several older gentlemen, former uh, you know, former military men, you know, old old timers, you know, veterans of uh, World War II and, and Korea, um, who it would it you know, imagine putting a, a cat in a bucket of water. I mean, that was about how it was trying to get them in the song. There was absolutely, I had to fight them. They you know, it took me it took me every every bit of uh, verbal persuasion to get them in there. And once they were in it and they, you know, some of them had uh, rheumatoid arthritis, you've got, you know, breathing problems, uh, some of it, uh, you know, military experience related, some of it just, you know, <laughs> being in the military uh, in, in the time they were and being old, um, they were able to, 
uh, to feel better for a longer period of time. They didn't have to rely on, on some medications. Um, had, had one gentleman that, uh, that is more frequent than any of the others. And he swears that, uh, you know, he's, he's reduced the kind of medications that he's on just because he doesn't feel he needs them. Um, you know, I, I'm not a doctor and I don't want to give medical advice. Um, but you know, if people have been doing it for thousands of years and, um, and you can get people who are vehemently against it to then be converts, there's got to be something to it. Yeah, I mean, the, the thousands of years alone should open up a lot of minds. I mean, basically, people don't do things over a millennia if they don't have any benefit. Um, we'll do things over a couple years that have no benefit. We call them fads. Um, but when people do something for a thousand years or more, generally they're getting something out of it. Sure. And, you know, you know whether it's getting to know your neighbors, whether it's the uh, – um, you know, being able to cure yourself of an annoying uh, cold or, or, you know, your bronchitis or arthritis or you know, any of those general uh, ailments that, that we have. Um, you know, it's just a, it's such, it's such a good experience. And, you know, when we have, when we have family over, they, you know, practically demand that, you know, that we have, uh, you know, at least two saunas a week while they're in town. We we try to do it at least once a week. At least. I was going to ask you how how often do you guys use yours? So you pretty much use it at least once a week as a minimum. Yeah, I, I mean, if you have one on the property, um, you know, you you'd be hard pressed not to be in it at least once a week. It's such it's so relaxing. I mean, if you. If you've ever come home and said, "Man, I just need a hot shower. I just, I just want to take, or a cold shower, what, you know, whichever one it is, you just need that water therapy." Uh, the, the, the sauna experience is it's hot and cold. Um, I, and I, I, I want to point out, I don't know if I, if I made this point um, succinctly before, but um, you know, part of of the true sauna is that there is water. There's lots of water. Don't let anybody kid you that it is the, the Sahara experience. You have all the water that you want, and that's how you regulate your temperature such that you can stay in it for longer than the you know three to five minutes that uh, that most people okay. get in there. It is you know, it is a um, it is a, a recipe that you figure out based on you know how hot you are and and how hot 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 you can stand it. If it gets too hot, pour a little cold water on yourself. If it's not hot sure. enough, pour some pour some water on the stove. It'll get hot. You know, um, one of the reasons that I like the idea of the the stove based sauna is because it will work when the grid's down. And you know, trying to be energy conscious, and I'm not trying to say polar bears or anything, but it's just a you know, when you think about plugging something into the wall that's going to heat up even a, a well insulated room to 140 degrees, it's a lot of electrical draw. It, and building your own certainly has its merits. And, you know, you guys were able to do some things that anything off the shelf probably wouldn't have had with con certain considerations with bench width and stuff like that. But do companies make kind of a turnkey model that isn't electric, that is wood fired? 
because a lot of people, it's like, I mean, my thing right now, I told you when we were talking off air before we got started, I was squeezing in an hour of work between the morning session and doing an interview this afternoon. I, I'm like, I don't need one more project around here. Yes, there are there are plenty of wood fired turnkey solutions out there. There are you know there are dozens of, of companies that do this. Um, if you have a competent, uh, um, you have a competent carpenter, they they can do one um, you know very easily by just you know just looking at this. It's it's not that difficult uh, to construct. It's a difficult concept to grasp once you get it. Um, you know, then it's no problem. And to be honest, uh, that's how, that's how I got my, uh, my buddy to help me build it was we just went over to, you know, the, the original, uh, my original friend's, uh, sauna, one he made for his wife. Uh, you know, I took him over. We, uh, we had a couple of beers. We went in there, you know, we grilled some, uh, some steaks, had some more beers. We went in the sauna a couple of times and he's like, I can do this. I can definitely do this. As a matter of fact, I might do this for myself. Um, and you're probably like, no, you can't. Just take them on and get them to do it. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I bet you can't build one in my backyard. <laughs> yep. so, I'll show you. Well, actually, he did show me. He has not built one for himself. He just comes over. He just comes over oh. to mine. Uh, his, uh, for his anniversary, he called and said, hey, man, can, uh, can you fire up the song? And, um you know, I'll, uh, I'm going to drop off, uh, you know, some, some champagne and some strawberries and all that kind of stuff. And we just let them have the, the facility for the evening. And they were, uh, they were, they were, they were really touched. They thought it was, you know, they thought it was amazing. They, they come over once every other month or so and do that. But it's, you know, like I said, all of the people that we can, can actually convince to try it are hooked. There's, you know, it is, it's luxurious. Um, it is, uh, you know, it's healing. It's so relaxing. It's, you know, it's just phenomenal. And, uh, you know, all of the other, all of the other, uh, oils or lotions that the, that the ladies like, they, you know, they absorb better into the skin after some, you know, the, I mean, again, you know, the pores are open and cleaned out. So that, that makes perfect sense to, that, that it would. Have you personally noticed any level of, and I know this is a subjective question, but have you personally noticed any level of improvement in your overall health or well-being? Absolutely. Mentally, um, most certainly, um, you know, sort of, uh, Physiologically, uh, I, I'm not quite as uh, as sore after certain you know activities. You know, I can I can go and uh, cut down a couple of trees. Turn, you know, I, I can cut a couple of cords and then get in there, and I don't feel awful afterwards. Um, you know, there's the uh, I I really haven't been I haven't been ill such that I have had to miss a day of work or uh, uh, you know work or play. Um, you know, since we since we built it, um, you know, <laughs> even at the hint of feeling under the weather, uh, you know, we'll, we will we will fire it up and and spend a, a couple of hours. And I don't know, you know, I don't honestly, I don't know if it's you know, just mentally or or whether or not it's uh, physically that we we kill whatever virus or bacteria might be going on. But um, you know, I just I just haven't been. In, in like like you, I'm not a doctor, and I don't pretend to be. But when I just think about the the basic relationship of fever and illness, 
and the fact that when a person becomes ill with certain illnesses anyway, one of the body's natural responses is a fever, and that fever is part of the immune response. If you have the early stages of something that, that, that the immune response is going to be a fever and you basically give the body a false fever before it takes root, it would make, make basic logical sense that it at least could have some positive impact. Um, I don't think that's an overreach at all, if I, at least if I qualify it that many ways. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the, uh, the, the, the benefits, uh, you know, across the board would, you know, would lead me to believe that, that if, uh, if you were at all interested, you should do some research. And, um, and, and certainly if you, uh, you know, if you were building a bug out location, I, you know, it's a consideration for, uh, for, for out there. You've got, uh, you've got a, a you know, a good insulated building that you can stay in if you need to. You've got a, um, you know, you've got a shower facility, um, and uh, you've got hot water and, um, you know, and fire or quote unquote stove that you can cook food on if you need to. It's, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a mini living environment or, or survival shack with all of your basics right there in one, and from it then you can expand. Because it's a place that can be 140 degrees, not a place that has to be 140 degrees. And I, I think that's another thing people kind of miss. On the kind of prefab ones, um, I mean, you've, you've had this, you know, traditionally built one that you built with your friend for a long time now. My, my biggest concern with the prefab plug-in model is it's electrical. But do you notice much of a difference in the overall experience if you try, if you use one that's not a traditional one. If it's an electrical model, does is the is the effect still pretty much the same as long as it's used the same, or is there really a difference when you do a wood fired traditional sauna? If you're going to get an electric model, you need to get one that was made overseas. You need to you need to get one that you can pour water on. Um, okay, that's one of the biggest uh, misconceptions in the the American you know, gym environment or what have you is that. You know, somebody cannot grasp the fact that you are going to pour, you know, a liter of water onto an electrical device, and it's okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, that that's just counterintuitive. But sure, uh, that's that's the way they're designed, and that's the way they're supposed to work. You just need to you need to find those models, and you need to spend your money for an electrical model that you know that you know is uh, is well built and has a good warranty. Um, but you know, the nice thing about the electric one. Um, you can last minute decide I, I want a song and yeah, you know, yeah. and you can turn it on the, you know, you shouldn't, in my opinion, have, uh, you know, a 60 minutes should not be a barrier for you to feel that good. But, uh, you know, some people, some people may, uh, want the ease and convenience of doing the electrical model. Now there are infrared models. Uh, those are pretty nice. Um, you know, different principles, same effect. Um, they use a little can less. You get steam in, can you get steam in one of those? Yeah, or is absolutely. It, they, okay. all, they all work the same. Um, but the, you know, the, biggest, the biggest deal is the, uh, between infrared and the standard electric is the amount of electricity that they draw. So if that were a concern, um, you might want to go infrared. Um, I, you know, wood is a lifestyle. And, uh, you know, I, I come from uh, the, the Midwest originally and, um, and you know, wood is. Uh, I love. I love wood fired heat. Um, it just can't be beat. 
So it's I, uh, isn't it? I mean, it does. It doesn't make any sense that if something's throwing 300 degrees off of it, that it would be any different whether it was electrical, wood, or gas. But it is, and there is. You know, I I, I guarantee you, if I was standing next to a fire versus an electrical heating element, blindfolded and with with ear muffs on, so I couldn't hear the crackling of the fire. I would know the difference in the heat. I can't tell you why. It just is different. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, let's see what else. Uh, the well, how, um, much, how much money did you have to sink into this this custom thing you built? I mean, is it you know a, is it a ten thousand dollar project, a two thousand dollar project? I mean, what, what's what's the cost associated with building something around the size of what you've built? If you do most of the work yourself, or, or have a good buddy that you can bait into doing it for you? Yeah, um, you know, you, you can you can go up to ten grand. Um, I don't think you need to. Uh, the the kiosk or the the, the stove, um, you know, they're they're in, depending on the size. That's the other thing. You know, we wanted we knew that it wasn't going to be just my wife and I. We knew that it was going to be you know, friends and family. So we got uh, a medium-sized one that uh, that we knew would properly heat the size of the room that we were building. So there are different sizes, but you know, your 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 stove is going to run uh, any anywhere between uh, eight hundred bucks and maybe three thousand, depending on the size and you know whether it's wood or electric or infrared. Um, and then you know the wood. Maybe uh, maybe another two grand, and then if you can do all of the uh, well, and then then you got a couple hundred bucks in the, the vapor barrier. Uh, the uh, the guy that delivered that was actually from Finland, and he he kept saying vapor barrier, and we still giggle about that. But uh, <laughs> you gotta have you you have to make sure that your vapor barrier is is good. Um, it's good material and it's well installed because that, uh, that and the, you know, the insulation. So now that I, uh, now that I have calculated all of that, just generally, you know, five, five to six grand and you'll have, okay. you know, you'll have, uh, you know, the, the best bathroom, uh, you know, the, the best, uh, bathing facility that you could, uh, that you could use. I don't want to say bathroom. It's a, it's a bathing facility that's, uh, you know, it's just bar none. The, the best investment I think you can make for that kind of money. Very, very cool, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you getting in touch with me on this. And what I really appreciate uh, from you is that when I said, well, sell me on the idea, you were willing to do so. Um, because I think it's it really changed my viewpoint on this entire thing to a large degree. And I do think it's something, as you put it in your email to me, that every pre- prepper should at least consider. Indeed. I'm, I really want to thank you for giving the opportunity for me to, to share what I consider a, a life-changing uh, uh, experience and, and you know, something that I think is uh, uh, interesting for people to, to, again, consider if they're uh, part of your audience. So thank you. Well, again, I, get, I appreciate you for being here today, Dan. And with that, this has uh, been Jack Spears. That's really helping you figure out how to live that better life when times get tough. Or even if they don't. In our food these days, you know it's on our TVs. Sometimes we forget we are what we eat. I don't know the answer. It's like there's nothing I can do. 
Revolution.